Hi, and welcome to Is It Dad Rocket? I'm Martin, and with me, as always, is Steve. Hello. And this week, we are joined by Steve and Joe from the alt-rock band Truth Teller. Say hi, guys. Hi. Truth Teller are from Norwich here in the UK. They make indie punk and post-hardcore to create a unique blend of alt-rock. And here is their song, Blackout.
thanks for joining us today, guys. As always, we want to start by getting to know you a bit. So first question, what is the last thing you listened to on Spotify? And I'll go for Steve first. Feel free to pull Spotify up. Uh, yeah, I have. Well, I know exactly what it is because I've been listening to it in rainbows, like on repeat. We should change that question, shouldn't we? Okay. What's the last thing you listened to that wasn't in rainbows? Probably. What is the last thing I've listened to? Let's have a quick look. Just waiting for Spotify to sort itself out. Um, so, uh, the new release by Polaris, uh, Fatalism. Did their guitarist... He died. Yeah, I know. Did he play guitar on that album, or is it a new guitarist? As far as I'm aware, it's he like did all the recordings before. That's awful, really. And he was only like in his 20s, wasn't he? Yeah, terrible news. Yeah. Jesus. What about you, Joe? What have you been listening to? Yeah, so outside of In Rainbows, it was um, a new record by Sleep Token. Another Sleep Token fan. Yeah, a lot of Sleep Token fans. I don't get it, personally. I didn't get it either until this album. It's really changed my opinion of them. check it out and i've tried a couple of times but what you've been listening to martin so about sleep token in my head they look so much cooler than they actually sound so i'll just leave it at that that personally they look really metal don't they yeah but they're not uh so i've been listening to a band called i think they're called muncie girls and there's a song called jeremy and it's about i think it's about jeremy clarkson it mentions him so yeah i'm quite quite liking them but unfortunately, I've, I've added them on Instagram and then they've announced like a farewell tour. I'm like, for fuck's sake, I'm just like, listen to you. <laughs> But the, quite a new band, so you know it's not going to be a retirement for music. I'm sure so they'll be joining other bands or doing other things. I, I assume. So yeah, Steve, what about yourself? All right, I've just been listening to the new Explosions in the Sky album. I needed something just to listen to while concentrating on work, uh, and I can't really concentrate when I'm listening to lyrics or a podcast or something like that. So, so just something a bit instrumental.
Next question. This is for Joe. What was the first song or band that made you realize you're into alternative music? Oh, uh, probably. I mean, it's got to be Linkin Park, to be honest. Always is. Always is. I remember being like 11 or 12 years old and getting given my older brother's old iPod with like just all the like classic alt rock bands like Linkin Park, Evanescence, Bullet, well, they're more metal, but um, all that kind of typical emo alt rock stuff. And, that, and then on, I was kind of, I didn't really have a chance. And Steve? Uh, Rage Against the Machine, definitely. I remember um, like I picked up, uh, what was it, a Battle of Los Angeles from uh, like mm. HMV when I was like 14 or something. And I stuck it on in the car on the way home. I had no idea who this band were. I just like some, I heard them mentioned at school or something. So I just grabbed the CD and and bought it. And on the way home in the car with my mum, I remember putting it on. And like when that first riff kicks in on Testify. My mum was like, what is this? And I was like, shut up, mum. I'm having like a fucking epiphany here. It was like, it was life changing. Yeah. So yeah, that I, I it's like seared into my mind. Oh, that's sick. It's, it's not usual. Like, it's not usual that it would be Rage that would be the first band you listen to. It's more of a, the gateway bands like Linkin Park and Limp Bizkit <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Like Slipknot, that kind of thing. That's awesome. I bet it was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just reminds me, actually, I remember when we used to go in Cow Mammal and I'd be like, oh, can you put this, this CD on? And she's like, what is it? I'm like, Mudvayne. And she's like, oh, okay then, puts it on. So she's driving through town and I'm like, winding windows out at like 15 years old with Mudvayne blaring and she's just, you know, oh, going to the Tesco's. That's yeah. not how my mum speaks. And I did the actions for the for everyone's benefit. Yeah, I remember doing that with my mum and then she was singing one of her songs once and I'm like, how the fuck do you know this song? And she's like, well, it's it's a cover. How do you not know that? Like, It's a song from the 80s. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I hate this band now. <laughs> I was going to say, as soon as your mum starts singing it, you just, that band's fucked, isn't it? Gone. Ruined it. Put them in the bin. <laughs> and um, last question, Steve, what are the, what's your favourite band or artist right now, would you say? Oh man, what's my favourite band or artist right now? I'm listening to a lot of Tiger Cub right now. I've never heard of Tiger Cub, what are they like? They're like, they're quite grungy, riffy, um, kind of dark sounding. Um, and they just sound huge. They just sound absolutely massive. Um, yeah, Tiger Cub, very good, very good band. And I can see Joe scrolling through, trying to find a cool band to say. Go on, what, Joe, what, what band have you found? Oh, it's not a cool band. Um, I was Dance Gavin Dance with my other last listen to band. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are right. Yeah, it's not a cool band. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking back to when you said we own the
Did you go see them with uh, Papa Roach? No, I, I missed it. I, I missed them and twice. Tom Broker? No one cares about Don Broker, Martin. Ooh. Oh, we're headlining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I thought it was Papa Roach. Shows how much I know. And I said that that was last questions. It was just I was just reading it on that last page, and then I've gone to the next page. There's more questions. We're so organized. <laughs> so, Steve, seeing as you're the guitarist in Truth Teller, do you have a favorite guitarist or any guitarist that has you feel has particularly influenced you in how you play or how you write? I always joke about this with with uh, the other guitarist, Chris. Um, I hate knowing about the people behind bands um and like he's always like googling like the guitarists and stuff in bands and finding out about them and stuff and i just i hate that um well i've got news for you steve we're gonna ask you some questions about in yeah, 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 i'm in the wrong place <laughs> <laughs> but um do you know what i hate trivia about bands fucking yes, hate it. it's the worst <laughs> <laughs> i think i was scarred by the whole uh like lost profit situation to be honest um, no, well, you need to know about that. You need to know. Oh, about yeah, that. yeah, you need to know. Yeah, but you don't want to know. Don't want to know. Time. Yeah. Um, but no, like probably. I think. I think when I when I first started kind of learning guitar and really getting into music, I think it was probably Matt Bellamy. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd say he's a massive influence now, um, but it, he was a massive influence when I was learning. Definitely. Yeah, I think an influence doesn't necessarily sometimes have to be like you play like them. It almost be like if you see them and go, do you know what? I want to do that. That's yeah. an influence as much as any, isn't it? Yeah, that's how, that's how I've always written. I'm always like, I want to learn how to play that. So I'm just going to try and play it. And then I go, it doesn't sound anything like it, but this is pretty cool what I've tried to figure out. And then he brings it to band practice and just hopes that none of us have heard of a band called Bring Me a Horizon or something. And then, you know, we're all right. <laughs> August burns red. Stop telling uh, everyone who I used to rip off. <laughs> yeah, just in case they're listening. So, Joe, you're the, the drummer. Have you got a favourite drummer? Have you got anyone that influenced you in that respect? Uh, growing up, definitely Josh Farrow from Paramore. Um, not intentionally, just because I, I listed them so much. And I think... I could play two of their albums, Riot and um, uh, Brand New Eyes, all the way through. And just like doing that over and over again, I think I sort of, like, by osmosis, I sort of used him as an inspiration that he's realising. Yeah, like, he's a good drummer. Yeah, he started when he was like 13, 14. But they went on their first tour when he was still a teenager, young teenager. That's insane. Yeah, when you listen to bands, when we were like 13, 14 listening to bands, in my head, there were like 20-somethings, when really there were just, a lot of the bands were kids themselves, they were only 18, 19. Um, I've just been reading um, uh, Laura Jane Grace's um, autobiography that's uh, Against Me, and I think they started when they were like 17, 18, playing acoustic gigs and things like that, and then in a band and touring at like 18, 19. It's just, it's just crazy. They made loads of money too. Oh, yeah. Loads of money, yeah, I bet. <laughs> So speaking about bands, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about Truth Teller? So who wants to tell us about how the band started? Well, Joe, you were there before me, so <laughs> I was there at the beginning. Uh, yeah. Oh, a founding so, member. <laughs> so I guess we sort of unofficially started just the end of 2019. Um, it was just before COVID happened, so it wasn't really like, it was a bit of a false start, really. Uh, it was me our previous singer um, and a bassist. And we kind of, we had a couple of songs, nothing crazy. Um, then COVID Wait. happened. So the band started with a drummer, a bassist and a singer. 
Oh, the singer played guitar as well. Okay, I was going to say, like, how does that happen? Like, the hardest things to find are drummers, <laughs> bassists, and singers. Yeah, that sounds like a real, uh, like, a kid's band as well. It's like, oh, just, you know, a drummer, <laughs> singer, and a bassist. That will make it work. We'll make it work. But do we need a guitarist? No. So we, uh, that all happened. And then I think it was, we had, a little, we had that little break between lockdowns, didn't we? And I think that's when Steve joined. Yeah. Yeah, so like the end of, was it the end of 2020? And then 2021, they were like, ah. Yeah, they relaxed over Christmas, didn't they? Yeah. Lockdown again. So did you guys kind of put on, put it on hold, March 2020, and then, you know, November 2020, you're like, right, get Steven, let's play some music, and then, and then it just sort of flourished from there? Pretty much. I mean, we tried to keep a little bit of stuff going in the meantime, just through like group chats and sending ideas. But when Steve joined, that's definitely when we became kind of what I think of as Truth Teller. That's because he, Steve like guides so much of our sound. So Steve, are you, are you like the, the main songwriter or like the the song foundation writer? Yeah, I get. I, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I like. I come up with you know three four minute long things um, that songs. I refer to as, as yeah songs. I refer <laughs> to them as, as skeletons, <laughs> like usually when I when I throw them in because they've got like some shit. Because because I'm primarily kind of like melody kind of lead guitarist, I suppose. So I kind of focus on that. Um, and it's usually got some shitty rhythm part that's just like three chords repeated constantly. Um, some rubbish, like MIDI drums underneath. Um, and I'll, yeah, I'll send through like <laughs> hundreds now probably. Um, and most of them get binned uh, and, and a few of them make it through. And then everyone puts their stamp on it and uh, makes it a hell of a lot better than what I came up with. I think it's it's always difficult to put to start something so the original idea is always difficult but then to then mold it is the easier part but then it you know you wouldn't have got to where you were if you hadn't started with what you started with if that makes sense same with like if you're doing anything you know if you're doing any like report at work or whatever your first draft is always the hardest um and then as everyone else puts their input in um and i'm guessing you'll listen to everyone's input um especially if it's going if you're recording it even with just like with midi drums and stuff at least other people can get an idea of what's going on and then it helps yeah. when you go to band practice, I assume, as well. Like you're not yeah, hearing it's, it. It's for the very first democratic. Time. Yeah, it's very democratic. Like, and I'd, we haven't got anyone with an ego in the band at all. Like, everyone's really happy to be told that whatever they've come up with is shit. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. And we we do it a lot. We often we often like, you turn need around. that as well. To be fair, yeah. yeah. In all we often turn around yeah. and just go, nah, yeah. that's not it. <laughs> do something else. <laughs> we all have massive self-esteem issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah i mean to be fair we had a, a thing when we was in a band me and steve um we uh if, if we had an idea and everyone was like oh i don't think that'd work the rule was like look we've got to try it let's try it um and we had to try it like a couple of times because obviously if you do it first time and it all goes wrong then you can't bin it off but it's giving everyone the opportunity of like do you know what it, it sounds like it won't work let's try it oh my god it was brilliant or oh my god it was obviously yeah. shit it was always going to be shit so but allowing that creativity i suppose yeah, Martin had to bring in that rule because I, when I'm in a band, I'm like a dictator with an iron fist. I'm like, it's my way or no way. Uh, yeah, so we're not in band anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even like him. <laughs> so, so what have you guys got going on at the minute? So, end of September, we're going into uh, record four new songs. Uh, we've kind of had them in the back pocket for a while, but obviously with old uh, vocals over the top. So, we're going to uh, go in with kind of new vocal ideas. Um, 
we had we had two other songs as well that were fully fully recorded ready to go um but with you and leaving the band um we decided it was it was a little bit weird to release new music that had someone in the that's that's not in the band anymore that is a bit weird yeah um it felt like disingenuous almost um yeah unless it was like um what's the word posthumously thankfully it's not yeah or even if it's like a guitarist or whatever you know it's um because like you know i feel like instrumentation you can kind of, you can copy very easily but a vocal style is it's just impossible to match exactly oh definitely yeah so yeah it just felt weird so what's it like having a new singer in the band has it changed anything or i mean has the style changed slightly or what's going on there yeah so it's, it's a definite shift like stylistically and also just in terms of the vibe when we're practicing um and like obviously none of us want to see you and go but i think we're all really just like just having that change it feels it's exciting uh and it's a you know it's a different sound we didn't want to do the same thing again uh, we wanted to change it up a little bit so we're kind of we've gone in a bit more of a kind of aggressive a bit more of a raw direction i'd say it's so less... you guys are co- becoming like a deathcore band oh totally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you say uh, it's a bit more aggressive it's a bit more raw a bit more punky i think is a yeah well looking forward to it a bit more angry i think so I guess that kind of moves on to the next question, which is kind of like, what have you got planned for the for the future? So I know you said you're recording a few songs. Are you looking to maybe release an EP or is it going to be just a few singles or is it going to be actually we're leading up to an album and then going on tour? What what, what have you got coming up? I don't think we've, we haven't really 100% discussed it other than we want to release like an EP. Um, definitely. We've, we've, we've just done singles pretty much. Um, we did like a mini three song EP uh, a while back. Um, but primarily it's just kind of been singles. It's, it's just easier to game the algorithm, you know, with singles. Um, and that's all anyone is trying to do these days. Um, but I think we want to make a bit more of a statement, like, cause, cause it's such a shift in sound, Well, hopefully not a massive shift. Um, it's still, you know, 80% of the band is, is remaining the same. Um, but because it's because it is a new kind of, I suppose, era of truth teller. Um, if that doesn't sound too arrogant, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think as well. Like you've you've obviously spent time building up, a, you know, a fan base, people listening to you. New singer, like you say, is going to create a different sound regardless. Even if you try to sort of emulate what you've done previously, it's always going to sound different. And I suppose you don't want to alienate the people that already were supporting and fans to you, but also you wanted to be refreshed and take them along with you. So it's a real balancing act. Yeah. I can only imagine how difficult it is to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, who knows? Everyone might hate us and we might lose all those listeners. Well, we did a, a quiz a few episodes ago now about bands who change singer. And actually during the research, it turned out that a lot of bands, when they change the singer, they actually got a lot more fans. So Hopefully for you guys, that will be the same. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Good, I'm liking it. Okay, cool. So um, in the notes here, it says to think of a smooth transition to go to the Radiohead quiz, Martin. So should we do that? <laughs> I think you just did, Steve. Radiohead in rainbows from the year 2007, as chosen by our guest today, Steve and Joe. 
Steve, can you tell us why you chose this album? I think we, me and Joe kind of discussed it. Um, I, I originally wanted to pick a Radiohead album. Um, again, they're probably a band that like, I, I doubt you can hear much Radiohead in our sound or in my playing or anything like that. Um, but they were very formative kind of when I started properly listening to music, I suppose. Um, and I, I love all Radiohead album, albums. I, you know, I, I, I could have picked any of them. Um, but yeah, I think Joe gravitated more towards In Rainbows. Joe, are you a Radiohead fan or is it like, is it like, yeah, I love Radiohead and this is my favourite album or is it like, no, Radiohead are fine, but you know, in Rainbows is the is the album I will persist with. I'm I'm definitely a Radiohead fan, but it's quite a recent thing for me, as in within the, within the last year or so. They were the, my, like my most listened to band last year on Spotify, though. So okay, bigger fan than I realised. It counts for something, yeah. Yeah, In Rainbows is my favourite Radiohead album, though for sure. This is kind of mine and Steve's compromise. <laughs> it's always weird when that happens, isn't it? Like a band like Radiohead have been around since like well 1985 but you get into him in like you know 2022 and it's like oh maybe i should have liked these when i was younger but the older i get the more i realize like that's such a stupid way to think like you like what you like at a certain time so like if i didn't like rage against the machine when i was younger it doesn't mean i can't like them now or really love them now so good on you good on you i think for me radio ed i like the bens i had the bens album i i bought it um and had the physical copy when I was quite young. And I would probably say, I was talking to my friend about this um, a couple of days ago. It's like, you could argue it's almost like the rockiest or rockier sound to Radiohead. And that's probably why I liked it. And we did, I listened to the Rainbows. I listened to it once. I didn't really like it. It's just, it's too Radiohead for me. I think that's the problem. (laughs) It's too much of it. Um, But I still like, you know, Karma Police, Creep, just all them kind of the classics, I suppose, the hits. For, I think for, for Radiohead, I'm definitely a hits guy. Uh, I don't know about your your thoughts, Steve. Uh, I mean, the first song I learned to play on bass, or one of them was Paranoid, Paranoid Android, and that's about as far as my Radiohead uh, history goes. Let's do a Radiohead quiz. But before we start, have you ever noticed how many bands have got the word head in the name? Well, I made a game. It's called... Have you ever noticed how many bands have got the word head in their name? And we're going to need you to work together on this one. So I'm going to give you a band name and I want you to decide together whether you think it's a real band name or not. <laughs> before you before you answer, speak between yourselves and I'll say, I'll do my Chris Tarrant. Is that your final answer? And then, <laughs> you know, let's see where we go from there. So first one, are you ready for it? Ready. Dickhead. Yeah, it's got to be. That's real. All right, I'll give you it. I mean, I made it up. I thought it was fake, oh. but then I searched it on Spotify, and there is an artist. They've got eight monthly listeners. So that counts, yeah? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. What about Headache Relief Unit? If it isn't, it should be. That should have been our name, actually. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so. Is that your final answer? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, it is real. Real band. 60,000 monthly listeners. So, doing pretty well. Deer and the Headlights. And the Headlights. Yeah. If it's not, it should be. <laughs> what well, do you think, Steve? Yeah, that's real. 
Joe's going, yeah. Yeah, it's too, I feel like it's too obvious to not. Someone's, every band name's taken, you know? So. Okay, final answer is yes, it's a real one. And the truth is, yes, it is a real band. 90,000 listeners, pretty cool band. Worth checking out, I guess. Next one, give me some head. Real or fake? <laughs> I'm saying fake. Yeah, fake. Is that your final answer? Final yeah. answer. Yeah, fake is correct. Well done, guys. But it does turn out to be the name of a Gigi Allen song, so not really surprising. Uh, that, if I fair. can just, uh, I can say, if I can just interject, so Gigi Allen, I downloaded some of his songs when I was, when, you know, like Napster or whatever it was, and he's got a song called "I Want to Fuck Myself" as well. Which, <laughs> and then I think he's quite famous for like pooing on the floor and then throwing it at the crowd, and then he did like a big riot. He caused a riot, and now he's dead. Dirty protest. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, next one. Cassie, headrest. <laughs> nah. Real or not real? I, I, I think that's, that sounds real to me. Nah. Oh, I, I, will, I will bow to Steve's greater judgment. Steve, you said you don't think it's real? I don't, nah, nah, I don't think so. Okay, is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay, well, it is a real band. Oh, no. They've got oh. 1.3 million listeners. Car seat headrest. Car seat headrest, yeah. I never listened to them, but they, they must be quite good. They've got 1.3 yeah. million listeners. Car okay, next one. Not Tonight and The Headaches. Real or not real? <laughs> Genius. I want it to be real, so I'm going yes. Joe, do you concur? Yes. Okay, final answer is correct. Yeah, it is real. They're from around near us, actually, in Lincolnshire. Uh, like a punk band, but they've got less than a 1,000 listeners. But still, pretty cool name. Next one, Fatty Big Ed. <laughs> real or not real? Uh, well. I'm saying real. If it isn't real, we're changing our name. So we're definitely going for that. Uh, so, final answer? Yeah, I think it's real. You think it's real? It is not real. It is fake. I made it up, Fatty Big Ed. It's what people used to call me in school. Yeah, yep. well, wait, the announcement of the band name change. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, next one is Sweaty Headband. I feel like I've heard of them. It's, ring- it's ringing a bell for me, so I'm going with yes. But... What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I feel like I'm saying yes to all of them, but I do also think that one's real. Okay, right. Final answer. You both think it's real. It's actually fake. My wife came up with it last night. So there's another one for you, though, if you want to change your name. Sweaty Headband. These are all better than our name. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, next one. Pretty classic name, this one. Head, shoulders, knees and toes. Real or fake? I feel like I've said yes a lot, so I'm, I'm going no, no. Just, just change it up a bit. What do you think, Joe? Because Steve said no, I'm saying yes. Okay, fair enough. It's actually not real. I'm not uh, sure if you've heard it before. It's a kid's song, like a nursery yeah. rhyme type thing. You do a dance to it. Also, I like the way that it started off as uh, you're working together, and now it's gone full on, well, Steve said no, <laughs> so I'm going to go, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> the real collaboration, guys. I can sense it. I can feel it. I, I feel the love. Wrong. Okay, guys, this one's a difficult one. You might need to concur between yourselves. Talking heads. Absolutely fake. Yeah, no way. That's not real. Oh, well, it is actually real, guys. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> 8.5 million listeners. I can't believe it. Never even heard of his band. 
terrible name. And that is them all. So thank you for indulging me there, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Can I just say that Not Tonight and the Headaches is definitely the best band name of all time. <laughs> yep. It just, it's good. Okay, so let's play the Radiohead quiz. It's a head-to-head challenge, and the person with the most points at the end wins, surprisingly, because it'd be weird if you lost. Steve, you can go first. I'm going to read out four different categories. We've got a question for each category. Do you want general, songs, band members, or lyrics? Songs. Okay, songs. What singles were released from the album? And Joe, you've got a steal as well, by the way. So if you if you need to jump in, feel free. No, no, well, don't feel free right now. I'll, I'll come over to you. I know that Nude was 100% definitely a single. Um, oh, I'm trying to think back to like reading like NME. You're flicking through the back catalogue in your head right now. I want to say Reckoner. I want to, I want to say Reckoner as well. I, I feel like it wasn't a very single heavy album. So I'm going with Nude and Reckoner. Uh, close. Not quite. Joe, do you want to steal? Uh, yeah, I'll try it. Uh, I know Nude was one. I feel like Body Snatchers might have been the other. Just sounds a bit singly. <laughs> close. Close. There is one other. Do any of you guys know what it is? Well, I feel like they would have told us, Steve, if they'd have known what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so no. you're right nude, nude is definitely one so yeah nude is one Body Snatchers wasn't a single, but it kind of was a single. a promotional single in the uk i think it was a normal single in the us i'm not 100 sure on that one and then the other one was jigsaw falling into place just as you take my hand just as you write my number down just as the drinks arrive just as they play your favorite song as your breath disappears no one wind up like a spring Jigsaw Falling Into Place was a lead single and that reached number 30 in the UK singles chart and that was the lowest charting position since the song Lucky in 1995 which charted at number 51 which I was really surprised about like how well how many singles they had in like top top 40 top 20 uh, Nude was a song that Radiohead had been performing live since the late 90s um, and it was one of their best-known unreleased songs. It was originally written for OK Computer, but the band didn't like it, and then they tried to rework it for the album Kid A and the album Hail to the Thief, but again, it just couldn't make it work, and then the bass line was rewritten, and it just gave the song a, a more rhythmic flow, 
and it made it onto In Rainbows and made it into a single, and it reached number 21 on the UK singles chart, so pretty good. And then, yeah, like I said, Body Snatchers was a promotional single. It charted at number eight in the US modern rock chart. I'm not sure how that works, considering it's a promotional single, but it was the highest peaking single on that chart since Creep, which reached number two in 1992. Man with the stats over there. Okay, Joe, so general songs, band members, or lyrics? Uh, Let's go general. The name Radiohead is taken from the title of a song on the Talking Heads album, True Stories, but the band was not always called Radiohead. Do you know what the band was named at their formation? I'm sure at one point in my life I knew this. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I remember it. It's something really stupid, isn't it? I don't want to give anything away. (laughs) I think it's very literal. I'll say that, I suppose. We like making music. It's not quite right, surprisingly. (laughs) Steve, do do you know? No. No, I don't. Martin, do you know? I've got a good idea. I think it's called On a Friday. Yeah, On a Friday is correct. That's a shit name. It is a shit name, isn't it? They named that because they formed in school in 1985 when they were all kids. uh, And they met up to write and play music on a Friday. Pretty cool. And they only changed it in 1991 because EMI said, change it. Not sure why EMI asked for it to be changed. Probably because it's a shit name. But yeah, they chose uh, the Talking Heads song. Steve, general songs, band members, or lyrics? Let's go general. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go general. I'm not picking band members because I know that I'll be terrible at that. In Rainbows was released on the 10th of October in 2007. But how was it released? I remember this. It was just dropped like randomly online on their website. Like it just came out of nowhere. There was like no promo at all. And it was, I think it was like pay what you want as well, right? Um, I, just, I was, I remember cause I was in sixth form at the time, which probably dates me. Um, and a, a friend just told me like Radiohead have just released a new album today and I didn't believe them. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, like pay what you want out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. Whatever answer you're looking for. Hopefully I it's have, one of those. I have <laughs> never seen a man so happy that he's got an answer right on this show. To be honest with you, Steve, he was, he was really happy for that. Wasn't you? I was thrilled, mate. Thrilled. <laughs> And you're absolutely correct. It was a pay-what-you-want download through the website. And I'm not sure if it was the first, but it was definitely one of the first albums to be released in that way. And the physical copies weren't released until the 3rd of December in uh, 2007. Most people downloaded the album for free, but the average price paid was £3.88. And I did try to find what the highest price paid was, but I, I just couldn't find it. But... With that being said, Radiohead supposedly made an instantaneous three million from downloads. I'm not sure what instantaneous means, but I'm either assuming it was like on that first day they made three million or within a week. So a lot of money. And they weren't under contract, so that was three million in Radiohead's pocket. Crazy. That's probably why it was released like that, wasn't it? Because I imagine a record label would never have gone with Yeah, yeah. just ask ask him to pay what they want. Okay, Joe, general songs, band members, or lyrics? Uh, let's give lyrics a go. Okay, so name the song from these lyrics. The walls are bending shape. You've got a Cheshire cat grin, all blurring into one. This place is on a mission before the night owl, before the animal noises, closed circuit cameras, before your comatose. And obviously I haven't read it quite the same as... Uh, <laughs> 
Tommy it's sung, so <laughs> it makes it a bit more difficult. Is it? I, I know this. Like Cheshire Cat Grin, uh, Faustart. No, sorry, man, not quite right. Steve, do you want to try and go for it? I know this one. I know this one. I'm sorry, Joe. It's uh, it's Jigsaw falling into place. Yeah, absolutely correct. Jigsaw falling into place. The walls have been they got a Cheshire cat grin, all blurring into one. This place is on a mission. Those lyrics are like, don't mean shit to me at all. I'm pretty sure they mean loads to Tom York, but to me, I'm like, what is he talking about? Yeah, they're weird. Steve, general songs, band members, or lyrics? Yeah, let's go. Let's go lyrics then. Let's go lyrics. Name the song from these lyrics. This is my way of saying goodbye because I can't do it face to face. So I'm talking to you before. No matter what happens now, you shouldn't be afraid. Because I know today has been the most perfect day I've ever had. It just sounds like the ramblings of a madman, doesn't it, to be honest? I haven't got a clue on this one. Um, not, I'll go with nude, but I'm not sure. Not quite right, Joe. Any ideas? Uh, it sounds like a sad one. That's every Radiohead song. <laughs> videotape's the saddest one, so I'm going to say videotape. You are absolutely correct. Well done. Okay, Joe, so general songs, band members, or lyrics? Uh, what haven't we gone for yet? Band members. So in April 2023, Johnny Greenwood started selling a product on Radiohead's online shop. Do you know what that product is? And I've got an A, B, C, or D, also okay. known as a multiple answer. Uh, so A, is it Kempus Packs, B, Drum Samples, C, Olive Oil, or D, Jam? Uh olive oil seems like the weirdest one so let's go olive oil olive oil is correct well done yeah it's because he's been living on a farm in italy since 2015 so he's probably got like an olive grove and he's like you know what didn't make enough money from in rainbows that three million hasn't sufficed me i'm gonna start selling Mm. olive oil i mean i assume you said he's living on a farm i assume he owns the farm he doesn't just squat (laughs) he's homeless lives in a farm (laughs) yeah (laughs) Steve, general songs, band members, or lyrics? I'll go band members just just for shits and giggles, but it's gonna, this is going to go badly. Why did Tom York become a vegetarian? And I've got multiple choice. Okay. Was it A, because he watched a documentary about the meat industry? B, his parents were vegetarian and it was just the way he was brought up? Or C, he was trying to impress a girl he liked? It's got to be C. It's, uh, yeah, C. Yeah, C is correct. He was just trying to impress a girl that he liked. He said he was also inspired by the Smiths, 
the album uh, Meet His Murder. Okay. But I think the real reason was that the girl yeah. also liked the Smiths. Yeah. I think I feel like that's the real reason for 99% of everything we do. It's why, why you're in a band, right? Exactly. <laughs> Hasn't worked. <laughs> Hasn't worked. <laughs> okay. Uh, general songs, band members, or lyrics? Songs. Radiohead held a remix contest for two of the songs from In Rainbows. The first contest was for the song Nude. What was the second song? And again, multiple choice. Is it A, All I Need, B, House of Cards, C, Reckoner, or D, Jigsaw Falling Into Place? I feel like Reckoner was the biggest song out of those, so I'm going to say Reckoner. Yeah, absolutely correct. Reckoner was the was the second one. And for the contest, you paid for the stems, and for those that don't know what a stem is, it's just the separated or isolated audio file. So the drums, guitars, bass, and everything is just all on separate tracks. And then you made a remix and uploaded it to a website to be voted on. And I was not able to find a winner of a contest, and I'm not even sure they were ever announced. So don't know what happened there. I know Diplo did a did a version, but that's all I could really find. Maybe they were just all shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe so. So Steve, general songs, band members, or lyrics? Uh, songs. Songs. Okay, so the music video for Jigsaw Falling Into Place features cameras pointing at each um, each member's own faces, but what are they all wearing on their heads? In Jigsaw Falling In... Oh, God. What are they all wearing on their heads? Uh, I, I'm going to have to guess. Um, let's go with, uh, like, motorbike helmets or something. Close. Joe, do you want to steal? If, it'll be a total guess, but let's go for it. Uh, looking around his room, looking around his head. <laughs> head. Yeah. Why should I steal this? I don't know the answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trousers. Very close. Trousers. Steve, you, you you were the closest with motorcycle helmets. Push bike helmets is the correct answer. Uh. <laughs> Has anyone seen the video? I have. I, th- I feel like I might have a long time ago, but not not recently. It's quite funny because on the on the video, I don't know if you've seen it, Steve, but the um they're all sort of like looking away from the camera and he thinks it's looking, you know, obviously at the faces. But Tom Tom's just fucking staring the camera down while he's singing. It's quite unnerving. Yeah, I've seen the video. It's not the best music video I've ever seen. And <laughs> uh, David Byrne from the Talking Heads actually visited the studio. He watched an early edit, and he thought the helmets were going to be cut like cut out of video and I'm not even sure if that's possible but the director Adam Buxton he thought it was invi- he thought it was important that the helmets were visible uh, because he said for me that was the point it's funny Radiohead completely got what was good about the idea they commit they committed to it and they performed brilliantly and Tom was mesmerizing and each member of a band was just giving it it's actually one of the least popular Radiohead videos although the director uh, Adam Buxton says it's some of his best work. And to be honest, guys, his work must be fucking shite because <laughs> the video is shite. <laughs> so, well, to be fair, he's, uh, he's, did Ad- he's Adam Buxton's Adam and Joe. I don't know if you ever remember him from like, Channel 4 with like, a comedy uh, duo. Um, I think it was a lit. I think if I ever watched it, I didn't get it. I think I was a little bit too young for it. I'm not sure, or just you know, was an idiot. But um, I think he has a podcast as well, so he's uh, he's still active. But yeah, I never knew he directed music videos. Random. 
So, Joe, we've reused all our songs, so we've got no more questions on songs. So we've got general band members or lyrics. Uh, let's go band members. Which band members were part of the band Weird Sisters from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? Was it Tom York, Johnny Greenwood, Colin Greenwood, Ed O'Brien or Philip Selway? There's two answers. Two answers, okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like Johnny Greenwood likes doing weird shit. So I'm going to say Johnny Greenwood for one of them. Um, Philip Selway, drums. Yeah, brilliant. Well done. Johnny Greenwood and Philip Selway. I want to say guitarist and drummer. I didn't write down what they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other two members of that band are from Pulp, Jarvis Cocker and Steve Mackey. Um, and they do a song called Do the Hippogriff, which we'll probably put in right now. Steve, general or lyrics? Uh, let's go general again. True or false, for the tour, in support of In Rainbow's album, Radiohead aimed to reduce their carbon emissions by playing amphitheatres rather than smaller venues and focused on playing in city centres in order to reduce the reliance on flights of attendees. It sounds like something they do. So yeah, yeah, we'll go, we'll go true. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. Uh, and the lighting they used on stage was actually carbon neutral somehow. But they commissioned an environmental group called Best Foot Forward to basically just understand how they could reduce their carbon emissions. And I'm sure bands do this all the time. But the only one I can think of is Coldplay when they started using kinetic flooring to basically power power the stage. So if a crowd danced more, the stage was was powered. And they were basically like, if you don't dance, we are not going to be able to play. How they actually lighted it, Steve, it was carbon neutral, because what they did is they got the bike helmets, put them on the red, turned lights on, and then it was kinetic power, so they had to sort of shake the red a lot. It was quite weird, and it didn't work, but, you know, they tried. True story. That's all you can do. All you can do is try. Okay, Joe, you've got last question for you. It's lyrics, so name the song from these lyrics. I do not understand why it is... I've done wrong, full of holes, check for pulse, blink your eyes, one for yes, two for no. I like the lyrics. Um, uh, it's not nude, is it? It is not. Steve, any ideas? No clue. It is Body Snatchers. I do not understand what it is. I'm not surprised you don't know, to be honest, guys, because I listened to this album yesterday and I was like, this guy does not enunciate. <laughs> what the fuck is he saying? He sounds lovely, but I can't understand a word he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're happy to know that's the end of the quiz. And Steve, I'm guessing you were keeping scores because I wasn't. Who's our winner? Uh, 
I forgot to keep scores. Really, really sorry. Um, <laughs> We're all winners. Shall we do a tiebreaker? I think we should. So luckily, we've got a t- contingency in case Steve's an absolute idiot. So no, it's in case it's a draw. Question. Oh yeah, that's why. So this is for winner takes all, last goal winner. So all the things that you've just done a minute ago doesn't matter. It's this point. <laughs> Tiebreaker question is, and the closest answer wins. Weird fishes slash Peggy, is that how you pronounce it? I say Peggy. Has got the most players. Peggy. Don't know. Really is that right? We all know what you mean. Well, okay. I, I see it as like being arpeggio. Yeah, well, that's kind of my thought, but then. You know, it's Tom York. God knows what he means. Anyway, that song has got the most plays on Spotify for the album. But how many plays does it have? Uh, we'll go for Joe first. Uh, 50 million. Steve, what are you thinking? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet it's high. I'm going 51 million. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to play it like that. Hey. <laughs> You're that guy, are you? Oh, I'm, yeah. that, I'm 100% that guy. 51 million. Steve is playing with honour. And Steve is is correct. The, well, he's not correct. He's very far <laughs> off. He's 100 million off, pretty much. It's got 153.7 million players on Spotify. It's a good song. So, well done, Steve. You've won the quiz by the dirtiest tactics known to man. Legitimate, legitimate tactics. In Rainbows by Radiohead from the year 2007, as chosen by our guests this week, Steve and Joe from Truth Teller. It was an obvious choice, wouldn't you say, Steve? Yeah, definitely. And Steve, Joe, thanks a lot for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. You've got one last chance to speak to our listeners. What do you want to plug? Yep, so you can find us on Instagram at Truth Teller Band and Facebook at Truth Teller UK. And um, we're hoping to have some new songs out around the new year. So keep your eyes out for that. Awesome. So that's new songs around the new year. We've got Truth Teller Band and Truth Teller UK on Facebook and Instagram. Not sure which way around they go, so I will put that into the episode description. And once again, thanks a lot for joining us and thanks for listening. <laughs>